Welcome back to the Crown Rest Podcast for episode 247. Hope you and your families are doing super well. Appreciate your time listening today. This episode contains over two hours of on-the-court, mic'd-up content from our CR vlog series, episode two, which is available on Patreon, the video. Um, This is where we traveled to Hoboken, New Jersey to work with four officials who are interested in improving their game, got to speak with them, coach them before the game, um, during the game, mid-play sometimes, after the game, just tried to have uh, a lot of different interactions, talk about a lot of different aspects of officiating. I think you'll find a lot of gems and nuggets in this episode, so I hope you enjoy it. Um, If you're interested in watching the video or joining our mentor community, you can click the link in this episode description. Do me one last favor before you go. Have a great rest of your day. The cool thing about refereeing is that there's multiple ways uh, at being successful. Serve the game. There's no one way to necessarily do this. I think there's definitely different ways to be successful. Um, you know, I think the one maybe common trait of the of the top, like the really elite people, is this burning desire to want to be elite and to be good. And this, this mindset of constantly trying to get better. And so that's sort of all the off the floor stuff. You know, how do you take care of your body, the rules work that you do, the video work you do, the preparation you do, and the honest self-evaluation that you have to have to try to get there. And that may be maybe the most important part of this whole thing is how much time and effort and competitive edge do you sort of kind of put into getting better and being intentional in the work that you do to try to get there. Nothing crazy, but got to mm-hmm. your stripes literally. Yeah. How's your season going this year? It's good. It's good. You know, some, again, not super competitive, but you know, I've gotten thrown into a couple of varsity games last year. I'm going to count too, so I can't okay. go a lot during the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like that's why like Andrew will give me like five games starting at 8 o'clock. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that works a little bad with my schedule. So you've been able to see some of the TikTok content? Yeah, a little bit. I'm not, I'm not on social really, but like I listen to the pods a lot. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so. That's know, great. Yeah, I've been meaning to subscribe to the new services. we got a really nice community. we got over 100, 100 referees in it. We started it in, um, in August. Cool. You know, it's, uh, it's basically like a team of officials. Yeah. You know, there, you can't find any, anywhere else out where there's actually a team of referees that are pulling for each other, trying to get each other better. Yeah. So it's exactly what we got yeah. whenever you want to. Hop on a call. I'll tell you more about it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, my North, my I'm part of Jersey Board 33. I think this summer I'm in like a college pathway, so I can okay. go for NJ. And, you know, we'll see what happens. So you're looking to do college on the men's side? Yeah, like, well, like if I got to play Danville, like that's that's perfect. Well, right, like, D1, that's I, a big I, level. I know it's I know it's not easy, but like, like I know Brian O'Connell. Like I'm not mm-hmm. going to be Brian O'Connell. You know what I mean? Yeah. How long your dad been reffing? Since he was my age, 30 years. Wow. He, he was doing Wall Street, though, then 08 hit. He got into, like, D3 a little. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, at that point, he was going to the 40s. And, yeah. yeah. didn't really work out. What do you think some things you were looking to improve on this year? Anything stand out? Definitely speed. I know, watching myself on tape a lot last year, I mean, like, I was a runner growing up, so, like, I would sprint to the table. Okay. Yeah, I guess just being a little more composed, standing my ground, you know. Um, gotcha. Yeah, like, I'm... Couple of varsity games, you know, guys knew right away. Like I'm, I'm the young guy, I'm new. Probably I've been doing this forever, but yeah, I think mm-hmm. I definitely got a little more backbone speed this season. You were a sprinter or a marathon guy? I was a uh, distance runner. I went to Fordham. I was like on the team for a week there. Didn't like it. Managed the hoops team instead. So. Gotcha. You've, it's funny that you were running because one of the things with officiating is trying to slow down. Yeah, exactly. You find like it's. Yeah.
you having that experience running some have to slow yourself down a little bit yeah yeah how's this league been doing this a while I live like down the block, so it's super convenient. It, it's good there. I don't know what the level this is, but you know, some guys played D three, D two. I think my very first game, Andrew brought me here back in the spring, and I think it was a bunch of ex Ramapo guys or ex TCNJ guys going mm-hmm. above the rim. I was I was in a bit over my head, but mm-hmm. I got the hang of it. Yeah. These guys complain a lot. I think about three texts the other night. So yeah, they, yeah. they, they get after it. Yeah, there, there's no athletic director on site exactly. So. Hey, doing men's league is great though for preparing you for college. These games are hard, and a lot of things that happen here kind of happen outside of the rule book, which you know, which creates an element of difficulty. So when we go do an organized game, like a D three game or a junior college game, although junior college is like a different animal, but it prepares you for that organized level, you know. Kids games out in like New Providence. Okay. It's not bad. I hooked up with a pretty good travel league, pay 60 a game. That's good. That's it. Fourth grade, easy. Double dipping. Yeah. <laughs> Double and triple dipping yeah, I could, for you. I got snowed out yesterday. So. Yeah. As did as did we all. Yeah. yeah, I had a game yesterday too. It got got rescheduled for today, but yeah. I chose to come here. It's a big guy. Yeah. Which leagues do you do again? Like Northeast 10? Or uh, I'm doing the CAC, the ECC. Yeah. Okay. And, um, the CUNYAC, the Skyline, Junior College in the New York area, and uh, high school ball in Westchester. So Yeah, I live right across from Stevens Tech, so I went to a couple okay. of their early season games just to see D3 guys, but you know, then they switched to no fans. So. Yeah, I had Stevens a few years. They're usually good in, in basketball, right? They're solid. Who are you working with today? This guy, Kenny, he's coming from Jersey City. Yeah, I don't know what Andrew said. I think I got the last two. I'm not sure how we're breaking that up today. So there's two more games after this? There should be three. I thought Colin had one more. Gotcha. Good move. Okay. So if you have a good time, maybe you could talk to them. Yeah, sure. About, you know, general stuff. For sure. And then, um, you know, do whatever they Thanks, man. You've given me everything I need. Interesting. Speeds that things up. Away, yeah, speeds it up. That goes away under four minutes in the second round. Gotcha. Uh, what else? 30 second shot clock, college. Everything else is kind of college. Oh, you got a shot clock. Yeah, shot clock's 30. We have it on the, the guy at the clock actually has it. Oh, okay, cool. But yeah, it's not, I don't think it sets it every possession. I think it's more like, all right, this is taking a while. On the release. And it's, it's good at the end of the game. Uh, we play seven and ten. We do this thing called the take foul. So, like, if it's a fast break and the guy just stops the fast break on a take foul, one shot and then get the ball. We're like preventing guys from taking like intentional fouls. Mm-hmm. Also, trying to speed it up. So you get one free throw and then it's your ball on the side. It's like a, it would have been a layup, let's say. Instead, you're at least getting 
It's like your fast break doesn't have, have to be a cool thing. Correct. Yeah. Any fast break. elementary would love to see them in the same uniform would love to see him with black shorts and with a fox 40 whistle preferably a crown refs fox 40 whistle to improve your call percentage by about seven to fifteen percent what's up man why are you shaking your head what's up bust your balls what is he saying how long you been reffing Oh, you just started? Yeah, yeah, I just started. Got it. I did a few games in the summer uh, down the shore. Okay. And I played overseas in Europe. Awesome. For, uh, two years, played at University of Delaware. Now I'm up in Los Angeles, so I just on the side. Gotcha. You like it? Love it. Love it? Yeah, it's you, cool. You it's different, like, I complained 24-7 to you guys, and now I realize uh, it was probably too much. But, no, yeah, it's cool. It's like a different perspective. Yeah, it's right? That's one thing I pride myself on when I played. Never said anything to the refs. I didn't say much, but I, I think about like the things that I would do in the game to get calls and like see guys try. You know what I mean? Like when I'm driving and like trying to get that rap. So when I go into the say the layup. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like things like that. Uh huh. But no, I, I I had a pretty good relationship with most of the guys that, that had us in Delaware and, and in high school. I knew a lot of the a lot of the guys. So. So I was asking Andrew, you know, like I'm, I'm more than willing to give you guys as much as you want, but I said, you know, just make sure that they want to learn, right? So once we've established that, we're good. So I'll just give you everything I have. And I was telling him, my first advice is very elementary, just getting you guys to match up black shorts. And do you have a striped jersey like that? No, I can get one. I know in Jersey they, they, wear, they wear a lot of the gray, right? The thick, the thick stripes, right? Yeah. Are you guys from New York? And we got to get you a Fox 40 whistle instead of the police whistle with the ball in it. Fox 40 has higher octaves with it. You got a Fox 40, right? Yeah. It's just a little more punchy, a little sharper. They do have thicker. So I'll just get something that's uniform for all. Just stripes is simple. Maybe I'll put my patch on. Apparently you can't get a patch. Like officially until it's like your third year. You don't even need a patch for games for games like this, you know? It's funny, my first ever referee uh, game that I did, I my jersey didn't have a patch on it, and I was telling my brother who hooked me up with the game, I'm like, I don't have a patch. He goes, you can't ref that game. <laughs> Ten years later, I'm like, nobody's looking at a patch. But for an organized high school game, you got to do what your association says. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch you guys too much. One thing I'll say is um, we don't we don't back we don't backtrack like that. So you got to get used to running over, looking over your shoulder. Yeah, yeah, you're running, you know, you're running with your head yep. looking diagonally back. And when I first started repping, it felt very natural to do that. Yeah. And my, and the observers were like, we don't run backwards. I'm like, why? It just feels yeah, na- I can like see the play. You know, but you don't know if you're going to trip. You don't know yeah. what's behind you. It's just not something we do is going backwards, Absolutely. you know. So just get into the habit of that. I mean, there are some times where maybe you may stop short, turn around, you're walking back. That's, I mean, that's fine, yeah, but... Yeah. Um, you guys have any questions for me? Things you're... No, I'm open to 
What do you What are you finding difficult with officiating so far? I mean, when to blow, when to, like, my thing is being a big man, I always like when, when refs and officials let us play. So I kind of try to let the guys play, and then it's like picking the points of, like, when is too much, too much, you know what I mean? And, and then thinking back, like, you have to control the game at the end of the day. So it's like picking and choosing certain calls for me is, yeah. is the thing, you know? Sometimes yeah. I, I feel like I jump the call a little bit before, like, maybe giving it a little bit more time, sure. if that makes sense, you know? Of course. Of like, I'll see somebody swipe down and instantly think, but they might have swiped down and been a clean swipe. But nine yeah. times out of ten, a swipe down, you usually get them on the arm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, one of the things is not reacting to contact yeah. and just letting it start, develop, finish, then decide. You know, and I understand, like, you see an aggressive swipe, you're like, you're getting jumpy, yeah, but you yeah. got to see what that swipe does. You still have to find the illegal contact. Yeah. And one of the biggest things with being a good official is discerning between incidental versus illegal contact, yep. and that's where the skill comes in. And you, you being a former player, going to give you an advantage because you have an automatic built-in feel for the yeah. game that other non-players might not necessarily have. So, you know, I, I, I think the one thing I do good, and you could probably critique this too, is like especially when guys catching the like I know this is men's league, but it's still practice. For sure, when I do more, but when they catch in the post, I say, you know, like guys straight up and you're good so i give them like it's almost like giving them the warning that you can battle but like if you go too far i'm gonna blow it and then you already had the warning you know what i'm saying i, I don't know if that's bad to talk to them during the game but i feel like you know when i would catch you would hear a ref say like get off them or, or something mm -hmm. of that nature so yeah being proactive and using our voice is a big yeah. part of the game just don't do it unless you see them Battling. towing that line of yeah, you yeah. having a, the need to use yep. your voice like like in the post, if I see him bumping, all right, easy, yeah. let go, yeah. enough. And then if Those... they do it again, that's when you blow. Sure, yep. you gave him that kind of unofficial warning there. Yeah, one thing that you did good down there is when that guy was hanging on and playing defense, and you were swinging on him, and right when the ball came in, you were like, get off him. Yeah, and yeah. And actually started playing yeah. defense, so I mean, that was good. Because it's like, I used to hate that, you know? Like, dude, guarding in the post is impossible. Like, if you have one-on-one, -on -one, you score nine out of ten times. So it's like, at some point, like, the defense has to give resistance, and it's just to the point of, like, all right, it's, it, what's the, the rule is the form. That's the, the foul. But, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's almost impossible to stand there like this straight up. I, I think it's impossible. So there has to be some allowance to the point, but if you're pushing back, it's a, it's a foul, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So, but, yeah, we'll see. Good stuff, man. Good attitude. He's got a good attitude. He's willing to learn. He's humble, seeking advice. That's the most important thing with this, you know. Every day you learn. Yeah. I played high school ball in my conference, and I used to watch him tear it up. And working with him the past week, he's honestly asking too many questions. I'm like, dude, you've played more hoops than I'll ever watch. There's never enough questions. You can never ask enough, you know. Being a sponge. This guy looks familiar. Played at Adelphi. You played at Adelphi? You look... You look familiar. You know, you know my brother Chris. Yeah, I said coach with your brother. Despair. Yeah. yeah. You coach with him. Chris. Yeah. Like. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You don't remember me. I do now. Yeah, you do. How's it going? What's your first name again? John. John. Yeah. 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 Good, Very good. You live out in Jersey? No, I'm here in uh, Little Italy, so uh, I'm friends with Andrew. So I come over here. You know, I'm just drive 20 minutes. Sure. Are you, you out here today doing? Uh, yeah, we're watching the refs. We're here to help out the officials. Nice. Yeah, Andrew brought us in. Our, our team, so uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna give all we got. Yeah. Nice. So did I. Okay. Hey, what year are you? Uh, Twenty-eight. Eighteen. Right. Yeah. Very nice. I yeah, I'm I was 07. I played before them too. Okay. 
I'll definitely do that. You, you too, brother. Yeah, have a good one, man. Travel safe. All right, all right. First so, thing. what do you got? We're gonna write write some things down. What's his name again? I don't know. What are their names? What are their names again? Colin is on the baseline, and this is Eric Carter. All right, cool. Where you So, Colin. All right, so Colin. Couple mechanics things. I think his board is Brooklyn for some reason. He's not sure why either. Sharpen the point. What do you got, Mike? It's okay to watch the ball for a second. Just don't be a ball starer. Correct. Especially if you have the matchups right here. But in a two-person game, it's hard if you ball watch. If you have two ball watchers, then the game is tough. Mm-hmm. You know? And Good no-call. I'm stacked, I'm stacked. You don't have to mark that. He doesn't have to mark that there. Eric. I'm just compiling a list of like big picture points. I don't want to type too much because then I'm not going to be watching the game. But I'm just putting like a general outline of some ideas I have so that when I meet with them uh, during the timeout, uh, I'll have some information to share with them. I want to see him. Huh? Oh, on the score, right? Nope. So I'm going to good, good no call in the verticality. I want to see your score it signal. Score it. So. Yeah. No, you good. What's up? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's too fun. Yeah, man. They're, they're really good. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Yeah, man. They're all good people. I remember you with the with the beautiful slick back hair on the bench. Remember? Yeah. Now you remember. You, yeah, yeah. You look a little oh, like John Alimo too, like yeah, a young yeah, yeah. version of John. I haven't talked to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where are you living? I'm in White Plains. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, do you still out. coach at all? I mean, not really. I just mm -hmm. hang out with Andrew a little bit and do stuff. But got it. Just working. What are you doing? Uh, got cryptocurrency I'm doing. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm not serious. You know all that? I know NF all that. NFTs and everything? Yeah, so I'm in the space since 2017. Oh, yeah? Good yeah, for you, yeah, man. You got in early. Got in early. I did an ICO. You I did a what? I got my own token. I did an ICO. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. 
I do the real estate. That's what's up. Yeah, I do a few different things. Entrepreneurial stuff. Well, good for you, man. Yeah. I mean, I was told to Chris a long time back. We were like, oh, we got to buy some properties together. Da da da. <laughs> is, he, is he dating anyone? He is. Good. Yeah, he so met he a girl is? from school. All yeah, right. it seems like he likes her, so. Good, I'm glad to hear that. Dot, dot, dot. We'll see. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. I got to call him and catch up. Yeah, I always, sure. I always try to call him sometimes, but, you know, everyone's always busy. So I know. Two worlds apart. I know. I'm going to go grab some food, bro. You got it, bro. Continue. You too, man. And he's doing a little bit of ducking. Oh, he's being a pitcher. Is that a pitcher? Like a baseball, like we, don't, we don't do that. We get to the spot. If you have to duck, that means you have to position adjust. Yeah. What, what about, get this guy with the headband. Is that, is that a legal kung fu headband that he's wearing, draped around? Legal that's, or illegal? That's, that's got to be illegal. It's got to be tucked? You got to But the church league makes it all illegal. When you're in church... <laughs> I like the RA. I do like the the, uh, the pseudo RA. We got we got to talk about that gray area of the RA, where it ends. Because I had a play earlier this year where a guy set up lower than the RA. We got we gotta we gotta connect this. We gotta connect it. I would love to see it connected. Like, if you're below it, when do you actually enter it? If you enter from below, when do you actually come in it? And that's why it's, there's that gray area. It should be a, a connecting line. I don't know. I'm, you're out. You're out. You're good. You're out. So I had to play earlier. This is the restricted area in NCA. But right now, I'm not in it. I'm not in it. Am I in it? I don't know. Because there's no connecting lines. So it's like, I wish the NCA would clarify that and connect the lines. Because I had a play earlier and I couldn't decipher if the defender was in it. Because I'm trying to like create an imaginary line. It's, it's difficult. Not a lot of um, block charge plays do ha happen in that area. But like, let's say a dribbler is going baseline. To, the, to kick it out, that would be one play type where a defender might take a charge, and that's exactly what I had earlier this year. So it just makes our job a little bit more difficult. Have you had any plays below there? No, but yeah, like you said, when you face and go through, that's when you have that crowd. Yeah. Now what... Am I in? I don't know. It's an imperfect science because I'm trying to connect that imaginary line. Well, that's what we have to do in the moment to determine if he's in or out. If I take it here, am I in or out? It's going to depend on my right foot. If I drew a straight line and my right foot is touching that imaginary line, just... Anywho. RA talk. The half-court position is not, not, not working. The what? <laughs> he loves the, the, the corner. He's, he's got him. Oh, yeah. He, we got to get him above half court. 20, 28 foot. Which it's not marked on this court, but 
right around where the coach stands. Hey. Sham God. I got that in my bag. I have this. That's one of the only street moves I have, the Sham God. And then I can couple it with the Sham God with the crossover. If I get them the first time with the Sham God, then I'm going crossover next time. It works 42% of the time. On average defenders or below average defenders. What do you got? What's that? When sometimes when I'm the lead, when there's three. I like obviously I watch the glance of the shot and, and then look, but like if I see it's a three at the lead, I sometimes put my hand and like that's what he's talking about. Like that's not yeah. me. The only time I can I confirm it is on the make. Like coming back if it, if it would be blinded or not. Well you're not even gonna confirm it in lead. Yeah. Meaning you're not even gonna signal the make. Let's yeah. talk about the play you're you're referring to. In lead position corner three-pointer, you're never going to show the shot attempt. Yeah. You only do that if it's in your strong side corner, right? So don't even mirror the make out there, and we're, uh, excuse me, don't even mirror the attempt, and don't even mirror the make, even if it's in, in your strong side corner. Don't even mirror. Nope, just not in lead. To give him the confirmation. Attempt, yep. goes in, just keep it up there, yep. drop it, and he's going he's gonna to mirror the make. You don't need to yell straight up on jump shots. I like that he's using his voice, but just gotta use it at the right time. If there's nothing going on and our radars aren't going up, there's no need to coach the players or be proactive there, in my opinion. Oh, wow. Chiefs, damn. That boy Joe is no joke, huh? Joe, Joe Burrows? Ah, I seen you. I seen you switch up. You went backwards, then you remembered. And you <laughs> don't even don't even use the term body, because this is a contact sport. It's always the body. We got to be more specific with that. Year. What was your high 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 game this year? Sixteen and eight. Um, so, like, as far as your explanations with coaches, we're never going to say, "Oh, coach, you got him with the body." Yeah. You got to be more specific. Yeah. I have a legal contact. I saw that on your on your page, you specifically explain what it was. Yeah, because if you use more specific terms, they they tend to fall back, right? That's a fact. Yeah. Coaches are very generic with what they say. Yeah. That's a foul. My guy got hit. Okay, coach, tell me, what did you see? Yeah. You know? I think that's one thing I realized, too, is, like, when, like, I did a few games with coaches, and when I go over and explain to them, it, it forms, like, a better relationship for them to kind of give, not necessarily the benefit of the doubt, but, like, you know what I mean? A better understanding for the team going forward instead of going at yeah. each other as much. Mm -hmm. So when coaches speak generically and they'll speak about two or three plays in one, 
Coach, do you have a specific play you want to speak about? Use that line. Do you have a specific play you want to talk about? And then they never do. Clean foul? Wasn't a flagrant, you're saying? Nah. You got a common foul? Common? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I break down a lot of little micro movements that, that most people don't really see. And I'm big on tucking the fingers. You know, even if, depending on which point you're going to do, you can point with the whole hand, which I think looks old school. But if you're going to point with the whole hand, at least make sure it's tucked. Not, not with two. Not celebrating. Yeah. Oh, not emphatic. Yeah, not emphatic. You're not doing, we're not a fan. Right. Score it. You're, so not, you're not flushing it home. It's because they get excited and they think that's the, the necessary reaction to a loud play like that. And fans like it. Like I was looking at, at the comments and fans are like, oh, I love when a ref comes in and scores it. My thing is, if we're emphatic and, and we're too energetic with our calls, it's going to trickle down into other areas of the game. And that's going to lead to a quick whistle and putting more whistles on plays that are just incidental contact. Oh, 100%. Maybe, maybe you can ask like who, who would like to speak about any plays. That would be great. Maybe you have a funny guy who you know would be good on, on camera there. So. Yeah, I know. So I was looking at your page. I want you to uh, I want you to record in vertical screen, full screen. Right now you're recording sideways, like this. And for TikTok, it's full screen layout. So you're gonna get way more traction if you're doing full screen videos, because 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 TikTok is a full screen platform. That's interesting. So like, look at all the blank space. Black. There shouldn't be any black space. No black space. You have one that was full screen. So when this I one, see, this should, they should all look like this. Interesting. Yeah, because people on... I wonder why that is, because I filmed that like this. Yeah, well, you filmed it like this, and it shows up like that in a full screen format. If so you you're saying film on all, all of them like that. Mobile video what now. Else on what else on TikTok do you find? Um, just using all their features, like text-to-speech. Like, Spring Lakers defeat Toon Squad 61-53. If you tap your text, you see a text-to-speech option, which will also speak what the text is. And it's just another element. Okay. Sure, sure. You know what? I've been on TikTok since 2019, but I didn't know what to do the first two years and I just post, posted random content that I had on other platforms and kind of just copied and pasted it. I spent no time really learning the nuances of TikTok and all the creative tools. But once, but once I recorded the mic'd up content, I recorded it last March, I knew it was gonna do really well on TikTok. Once I reformatted it into full screen vertical, because people, I, the best content for me is watching it like a professional referee, them mic'd up to capture their interactions with players, coaches, and their partners. So I knew once I did that in long form, it would do well. 
and I only started posting on TikTok right around Christmas time. So I had 640 followers like in December, and then once I posted all of like the mic'd up stuff, it went to 26,000 in a month. I mean, it slowed down a little bit. My guy, what's up? How you feeling? How are you? Thanks for coming, bro. Hey, what's up, man? Andrew. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. You too. You too. What's going on? I got your shirt right here. He's a good rep. Oh. Listen, I, my my idea with having both you guys here is like Juan's going to be coming here to capture like all of my interactions with 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 the with the referees. Anytime me and Mike are talking about officiating, I wanted you to maybe just kind of make a doc out of it, where you could be a little bit more creative with what you want to. You know, you're going to post edit it and everything, right? So I don't know, like I, maybe if you can get some. I don't know if you got any shots of outside walking into it. I'm thinking you more of documentary, him more clips. So whatever you want to do, man, the floor is open to you. Uh, this is your creative canvas. I'm really leaving. You're really leaving? You didn't play yet? I want to leave with Andrew. I played, I played already. Okay. So, yeah, I'm just, Andrew's leaving too? Yeah, I think he's going to cut out. Cool. Uh, yeah, I got to eat something because uh, I'm like starving. Yeah, do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was halftime. We missed out. You don't even need to be looking too much at ball when it's across the basket line. Can we get you? Can we get you to cross half court in the trail? I know the court might be slightly smaller. You know the 28 foot mark, even though it's not marked on this court. Refing is already hard enough, especially when another ref is talking in your ear when you're trying to get the play right. My fault. Could you do me a favor when you guys, when you guys uh, ref, could you try to like report the fouls normally in the reporting area? Just for one, because that's the right thing to do. I understand in, when we do rec league, I've, we've all done it. I've stated, I've stayed at lead reporting my fouls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the more you can mimic a real game, the better feedback I can give you as well. Oh, for sure. Well, if you get into the habit of not stopping it, even though because it's running time, then in real games on the block charge plays, you're just going to come up and just... <laughs> Do you stop the clock on block charge plays? Yeah. I blow the, I blow the whistle. No, I'm saying, yeah, you get your fist up. I, I, I used to get in the habit of right away. Yeah, me yeah. too. That's why I'm asking. Same with jump balls. I guess that's one other thing. I used to immediately. Sure. Yeah. Yep. No, we're, I, I'm right there with you. It took me a year and a half to figure out 
how to stop the clock on quick plays going the other way, like a push in the back on the rebound, an illegal screen, or a charge. I was just dancing and coming out quick. You got to just slow down. I mean, speaking of dancing, last year I was in the second half, I noticed that I was the trail. I was throwing the ball way too much. Yeah. Close the hand. It's got a really nice cut to it. It's got a nice cut. It's not like the traditional cut. Please return the shirt to me at the end of the day. Just kidding, he can have it. What's that? Oh. No, but it seems appropriate. It seems appropriate. Yeah, yeah, we're just talking about how the uh, we, we wish the NCAA connected those lines. That's right. Yeah. No, but it does happen. It happened to me this year. We're on the, the drive and kick from the baseline. A guy steps out to take a charge, and that's below the RA. That's that's conceded. If he's not shooting it, why is the restricted area? Oh, it doesn't matter if he's shooting it or not. It, it pertains to all grounded secondary defenders. You hear that? Grounded secondary. Yeah. So the block charge, the RA, like I said, the RA is only, it's not for primary defenders. So if I'm guarding you and I'm following you all the way from the three-point line, all the way in there, you take a charge. It's not a block due to RA because you're the primary defender. Now, if Mike comes over and helps, now that's the secondary defender. The, the secondary defender can jump up, but he can't be grounded and try to take a charge. If not, it's an automatic block. Would you agree with that? I, I agree. I agree with your disagreement. <laughs> yeah. It's not automatic, because we don't like to talk about absolutes. Like 100% of the time, if this happens, this, this is what we're calling. He's got to get his fist up a little bit higher. It's a little straighter. It's a little bent. I see myself on film sometimes. I, I call it the lazy arm. I only get about this high up. I've noticed that. NBA is a little more uh, L-shaped. Have you ever thought about this? Uh, no. Well, yes, I have, but I... I worked at the NBA office. Oh, yeah? Did you? You know Javid Trotman? Yeah. You, knew, you know Javid? Did you work? I was there for... I worked with Paul Johnson, who's the GM of the Stockton Kings right now. Yeah, Javid was there three about three years ago. So Paul, huh? statistics. statistics. Why'd you uh, leave? I didn't want to be a ref, and I didn't want to like I didn't see it like go anywhere. And, like, so you were considering going down the NBA pipeline at one time? I want to get on an NBA staff as a coach. Got it. Oh, nice. What do you do full time? So I have three businesses total. I have a parking app. Wow. Parking dude. Thank you.
stays here, right? Rebounding holes are always a good, um, good play type to use the stay here signal. Boop, stays here. And just hold it down an extra second. Don't tap the button like you're at the arcade. Diana DePaul? Yeah. It's my girl. I don't know, Brandon. All right, let's go out. So we talked about the three-pointers. We talked about um, mirroring and making. As far as your three-point attempt, try to close the fingers. It just looks okay. a little sharper. You keep everything tight. Um, I think you have a good run. You're fast. You got long legs. Just tighten it up a little okay. bit. Tighten it up without making it, it look cleaner, like right? the robotic ref run. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. the robotic ref yeah. run? Or the guys that can't get up and down the court to their short arm. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I mean, I think we want to run closer to almost like a sprinter. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think your arms are a little little outward too okay. much. So just try to focus on tightening it up. They're waiting for us, but we'll get, we have more. There's just unlimited things to talk about, Mike. Yeah. We got a... Two hours of what the lead position does. Oh, for sure. We got to break them down so we can rebuild them. Stay! We're going to stop the clock there. Point. There we go. So try to stop the clock there instead of just pointing out of bounds. And that's just slowing down. Out of bounds, violation, point. It doesn't have to be at quickly. Just slow down. Signal school. <laughs> Did you, you check out that YouTube clip? Yeah, 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 I subscribed. Did you find it helpful? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You and there's that guy from California, Greg. Um, yeah, Greg. Greg Austin. I oh, okay. Yeah, he has a nice channel. He does a good job. Yeah, Signal School is a, a, a training session I do with my mentor community. I do it probably once a month. We've had four of them, and. It's just a way of me, you know, really helping their presentation of signals with their foul reporting right through Zoom. Yeah. It's like an organized group signal practice. There's no bathroom. That one is sometimes locked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to go in school. Across the street at the cafe. You gotta go. That's where I went. Nice facility. Not. I watch a couple of the Wikboo Zooms, Board 801. They get Al Batista. Yeah. Sometimes. So, yeah that, that's going to play helpful. I got Al coming on next month. Okay. Um, so you're a former player. I'm sure you made good passes. On one out of bounds, you were just like, just like, I'm not saying you need to make it look like you're in a game, but like make it look yeah, a little bit crisper. Yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe step into it. Nice bounce pass. Okay. Um, what else? I'm noticing you doing a lot of ducking, leaning. Over here? Yeah, just, yeah, in lead position. Yeah. So if you find yourself having to do that, that's telling us we need to actually position adjust. Okay. So we're never going to duck or lean. Okay. Very rare occasions are we going to, maybe there's a loose ball, you're going to get a little bit lower, but besides that, 
stay tall. You're you're big. Yeah. You know, no need to drop down a level. Yep. You know. White nine, not nine white. Color first, right? Color number, color number foul. So the order of reporting is color, number, foul type. White nine, push. Blue ball, uh, red ball. He looks like he sets a mean screen, huh? Number nine. You wouldn't want to get in front of that screen. No way. You better call that screen out if I'm guarding him. Oh, awesome. Thank you. What's up, Kenny? Paul the Aspera. Nice to meet you. Where are you from, man? Around here? Yeah, Jersey City. Cool. White Plains? Oh, no. You've been reffing in this league a while? And how long have you been reffing total? Okay. You enjoying it? Yeah. Yeah, I like it a lot. I coached before I Okay. Good. Varsity? Yeah, yeah. It's a good team, right? Yeah, I've heard of that school. For sure. Mm-hmm. You happy with your decision? What do you teach? Okay, I'm a phys ed teacher. Okay. Yeah. It's a um, very complimentary yeah. schedule, right? Yeah. Did Gotcha. Are you working like high school games and shit? Yeah. I get it. Sure, sure. Did Andrew tell you why we were here? He kind of like alluded to. We're just here, just here to help, man. You know. Sure. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. So I, I started a podcast in 2018, um, just as a way of giving back to officials and like create a developmental and training platform because there wasn't a lot of good information out there, you know. So I've been doing that and. Um, Yeah, sure. 
Supposed to have a tech. He hit. He hit the ball. It hit the hit ball. Hit the backboard. Then he hit the ball. The ball hit the backboard. It was on the rim. He came late to try to block it and hit the backboard. So, like, the, our rule, I got you. Our rule is that it's either nothing or a tech. I did it. I counted as basket interference. But on, on the intent of trying to block the shot, it's not. So, I mean, did, did you find that he did it on purpose or he was making a legit shot? Thought, shot block. I thought it was. I thought his intent was to block it, but that he was late enough. That's why I scored it. Okay. But, so, like, I had the right idea, but the wrong part of the rule mm -hmm. as far as, like, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so I was, Yeah, those are hard plays. It. Not that it's confusing, but it's kind of bang, and then, like, everyone, my first instinct is to count instead of, uh, yeah. and then, I guess, the reason is the tech is supposed to be about the tech, and not about, like, how they do it. Sure. It didn't affect the game. I do. Uh, yeah, I have some schools in New Jersey because I worked like a couple, a couple different conferences. That are, yeah, I do college. Mike's working Division One this year. So yeah, we're here to help, man. I appreciate you coming. Okay. So as long as you're interested in learning, I'm interested in giving you whatever I have. So I'll be, you know, I'm happy to watch you work. I'll get get with you during timeouts and during halftime and, and just yeah. taking some notes. Appreciate it. And whatever I have, you know, we could, let me go talk to these guys real quick. All right. Ran out of time. <laughs> quick timeouts. I like long timeouts. When I'm, when I'm not refing. What's up, man? Juan, can you hear the sound over there? No, you can't. I'm just messing with you. I don't know what I'm doing. All right, all right. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Look at how sharp his walk is. Clean. Professional. You got the look. You got the look. Got a nice lineup. Woo! Wish I had that lineup. I had that lineup in high school. It was so clean. And then it started going all up and down. You know. All right. Red nine. Push. Yeah. We got the five second count. When I'm counting on an inbounds? Five, five seconds. Yep. Two, three, balls in play. Switch the other hand. For your, to begin your 10 second, you're saying? So yeah. Like he was doing five, three, yeah. Yep. It's true. You know, so. 
everyone knows well no it's not New count. Similar to the high school rule and the closely guarded. If you have the ball, I'm starting with the right hand. As soon as you dribble it, now I got to show my left because it's a new five. And then as soon as you pick it up, I'm going back to the right. I'm going right, left, right. I know. It's like a dance move. I got nothing. Let's talk to Colin. Oh, no, I don't think so, no. no. Clean. Yeah. Just going too fast, too. You got a few minutes? Nice work, bro. Good job, guys. So, so I know I was giving Eric a lot of feedback earlier because he was in lead. He was closest to me. I don't want you to feel like that. So, um, so directional points, right? I think you stopped the clock one time and then you pointed with the other hand. Yeah. You should have just do one hand at a time. So ball goes out of bounds, now you're pointing. Instead of right, left, just one at a time. It's simple, right? Um, your point, I was telling him the same thing. Try to make it more compressed and tight. If you want to do a whole hand, that's fine. You're going to do two fingers, that's fine. Okay. You want to do one finger, that's fine. Yeah. But just don't have any excess. <laughs> don't even have any loose I do change. I'm just very particular about that. I like keeping everything compressed and, and tight, you know? Your chopping of the clock is a little too explosive, it's a little too rapid. Your hand is up here, and then you're just doing that. Yeah. You want to do that, that's fine, but I just think slow it down a little bit. I would recommend doing the fist chop. I think that looks the best. Here, down, pop it out. So one, two, three. And then put those three steps together. Boom. So it's a little bit quicker. All right. So maybe not just the drop down. Uh, we talked about sharpening your point. Your hand count, same thing with the hand count. Close the fingers. And try not to make it as diagonal. See right that? That looks much cleaner. And then focus on snapping it out. Better. Just looks just looks more official right there. Yeah. Just right there. Um, you had a really good no call down there on verticality. Make sure we're, we're, you ref the defender. Defender straight up. You know, let's let's um, try to try to ref the legality of the defender. In this case, he established a legal guarding position. Offense initiates the contact into vertical arms. So that was a good no call. It was it was a long time ago. Um, your scored signal. What were you saying about the two tweets? slowing things down. Foul, boom, and give it a second to breathe. So if we have a foul, the ball goes in. It shouldn't be bam, bam. Yeah. Just boom, ball's in. You're processing. You're slowing down. Score it. A little bit more subtle. Yeah. Whether you want to go with the fist or two-finger score it. What, what do you do? Two fingers? Yeah, I mean, however you want to do it. But you got to find what works for you. Yeah. You, know? you aren't the first guys to tell me that either. Just slow it down sometimes. 
We were terrible. We were terrible in the game. It was just like, I felt like the game was going so fast. But now I can go through that same game and it's like, get crawling. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's just reps and trust in the habits. That's all. The one thing I want to say is that we both were ball watching the whole time, you know? And in refereeing, that's what gets us in trouble, you know? The only thing that we as referees have to do is trust in our partners and not just watching our area. I saw you like signaling the three in the corner over yeah, there. Yeah, that's the one that's what I said before. That's like my my one like they've talked to me about, he's talked to me before. It's like I get caught up sometimes while watching, especially like on the opposite side and find the lead and I, I had been there a few times in the second half and I I was like and I remember I'm like, no, that's not my fault, but that's like probably my my one thing that I always do bad. Yeah. So when you're in the lead, especially like because if I'm, if I'm going Paul right here, yeah. and you're looking there, and I punch him, yeah. and he falls, now no one knows, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just uh, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what he's, he's really, like, emphasized with me, too. And he's like, bro, trust me. Like, I have, and if, like, nothing, then if it's that, if it's the lead on your corner, then it's you. Just, and then he's a signal, and he'll confirm up top. It doesn't even need to be a punch like that, too. You, like, I could miss the uh, the closeout, the closeout yeah, fouls, yeah, yeah. you know? In basketball, it only takes so long. Yeah. A jump shoot. I look away for a grab him like this, and now yeah. you can't get to that ball. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing as, like, if I'm crashing and, like, I see the ref looking at the ball, it's just the easy, like, shove to get out of the way for the offensive rebound, you know? One thing uh, that I wanted to point out, so in the lead position, you're going to mirror the ball on the strong side. So if the ball is out here, you should be right dead in the corner. Ball comes in, you're mirroring me. The whole time, you're mirroring me, right? When the ball, now in a two-person, you're not going to rotate. Show okay. Yes. So I'm mirroring Mike, and I'm going to have my shoulders, I'm going to have my shoulders wide. Have a good night, guys. Take care. I'm going to have my shoulders wide, so I'm not just focusing on that. And I... Yeah, exactly, because we're responsible for the players in the paint, right? Now, as he drives, I'm mirroring, mirroring, mirroring. Now, I'm going to stop when the ball... This is the B position. A position's over here. B position is over here. Anytime the ball is opposite the basket line, the basket line is the imaginary line that runs from basket to basket. So anytime it's on the opposite side... You're going to be in the B. You're in the B. Now. Well, you're not going to duck down anymore. Now, in a three-person, that's when you'll get introduced to the C position when you rotate over. But you got to learn two-person before you can learn three-person. So I think that's one easy adjustment for you is just mirroring the ball. And like I said, your shoulders are going to be open to the play. The ball is in the dead corner. You're going to help out on that three-point shot, but you're not helping out like this. Because like I said, you could have four players in the paint. Yeah, and you're not connected to those players. So you almost have to step out that wide to see here and still referee these, these players. Shot goes up, now you got to close down. 
But rebounding is all a feel for the game and, yeah. and a feel for where the ball might, um, you know, be rebounded towards. So yeah. you gotta kind of got to feel where the shot is, where the, the tra- trajectory, trajectory of the ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, on rebounds, I like to stay wide. So if I'm in the B position, jump shot goes up, I may just step out a little bit wider for my rebounding coverage. But there's no absolutes with regards to that. It's a play-by-play basis, yeah. you know, putting your... So- one question, do you, and like, this was something I, do you fall on a What is your definition of the back? There's no such thing. There's no such no. thing. And that's my thing, because like, the one right there I call because the guy, so I get the rebound, and you're over my back. Like that's, you know, if you're grabbing over, if you see that, but if you're just out jump, there's somebody's more athletic, and like that always just happened to me, where they sure. say, it's not an over the back, if there's no contact, like just out jumping. You know, if you want to, if you want to get a rebound, box them out. like that's one thing these guys always and like you know they're not at the level that I was at and I'm not at the level nowhere near where you guys are knowing the game at, at that perspective but like they're like it's over the back and I'm like there's no contact like, well there's no such call as over the back yeah. so that's one thing I want you to discard yeah. it's one of the biggest misconceptions in officiating is yeah. the over the back call which which we learned in third grade exactly. you know like I took a ref class in element in excuse me middle school I was refing the youth yeah. youth games and that was they always used to say over the back. There's no such call as over no. the back. There's either a push, push or a hold. Yeah. So if anybody you know tells that to you, whenever I hear over the back, I say, oh yeah, he literally jumped over, over his back, back higher than you. Yeah. And anytime a, um, a rebounder from behind taps the ball, everybody's gonna jump up. Yeah. Say over the back. Was there? You have to determine if did there you, was displacement. Displacement. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, so yeah, it's either a push or a hold. Like the NBA has such different rules, but even NCAA is getting allowed. Like I feel like my last year, they got so much better at allowing the tip backs. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we have to allow it. I know. I know the emphasis my senior year too was like the hand checking. Uh huh. Um, that was like their big thing. That was 2018, 2019 time. Yeah. Yeah, that became a point of emphasis yeah. around that time, maybe a little bit beforehand, yeah. which created more freedom of movement. Because, you know, they want to see more points than, than, yeah, yeah. than defense, which they want it to be a free-flowing game. A player should be allowed to legally get anywhere on the court without displacing another player. You know, we have to give them that freedom of movement to get anywhere legally. Um, what other questions do you have? I think those are it right now. I think it's... This is like a good level for me to start, and I like doing the, the higher-level games, too, because I feel... Not more eager, but like it's higher skill. I, I feel like the higher skilled games are almost easier to rep. You know, they're, 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 they're less sloppy. Mm-hmm. But they, those guys try to critique more. But I, I just think that, like we talked about before, the relationship aspect that, to have with players is always like good or talking to them a little bit during the game and explaining things. That mm-hmm. way they're a little more understanding and they're, they're not as much on my side. A couple of times I think you spoke to the players unnecessarily. Yeah. Did I tell you that already? Yeah, you yeah. said don't, don't do it unless you have to. Yeah, because one, one time on a jump shot, the player jumped straight up. It was legal and you're like, straight up. I just think it's unnecessary yeah. to do that. Yeah. We're doing it on post plays. The most common times I use my voice is on post, post plays, plays, on free throw rebounding plays, uh-huh. when they're bumping prior. Yeah. Easy, let go, yeah. enough. Um, traps in the corner. Traps in the corner, I like to just say easy. Hand checks 40 feet away from the basket. I'll just say easy, hands off. Yeah. You know, it's just one. I just think it's a good proactive officiating there. I didn't see you report any fouls. Can I just see how you're going to report your numbers? Like, let's say 24 fou- a hit. Two, four, hits. Do two, four at the same time. 
And what about your hip? Your hip signal. So hip signal, strike the strike the forearm. Get the arm straighter. Turn it. Yeah, almost like you're turning it in. Strike. Better than the first one you did. What about your push? Don't even worry about the fist. I'm saying like you're, you're, that was a good back shot right there. Like um, just pretend you're reporting to the table. Like you're not you're not at the spot. You just ran yeah, over the so table. So try to keep your elbows in a little bit there, and then the push is going to start literally like we're in a push-up position. Like if you were to drop down on the floor and do a standard push-up. Your, el your elbows would be around this width. You're going to push straight out. So keep everything, like, straight, tight, tight okay. compressed. Yeah. You know? We haven't had to. I, that's one thing I do need to do. I, I haven't had to really record like that um, to the table here. I do, uh, I do a live session called Signal School. You can find a few episodes yeah. on YouTube where yeah. we, I work with officials for, like, an hour and a half on reporting the basic signals mm -hmm. from push, block, hit. I think it might be helpful for you to maybe check, check yeah, that out. Absolutely. Do you have, you're linked up with me on Instagram yeah, and TikTok? Yeah, yeah, I follow the TikTok. Awesome. I got to follow the Instagram. Yeah. Instagram and, and the YouTube is where the signal school okay. is. And uh, cool. here, take my number. Yeah, let me, uh, let me grab my stuff. So, you liked it? Yeah, good. Go get Mike's conversation, please. Huh? Go get Mike's conversation, please. Oh, okay, all right. Eight four five, seven four two, oh eight three four. What's your last name? Carter. Eric Carter. Great name. <laughs> Sound like a baller. <laughs> Retired. There you go. Wait, was it West Rogers home though? He's like, yeah, let me show you the play. I'm like, yeah, it's my cousin. I was sitting there yelling, it's not a push off. You think you go to any camps this summer? Yeah, I'm open to it. It just depends with school and everything, but I, I'm trying to you know, learn and, and continue to move up as much as possible. I know I have, like, the body and size, and I know the game, you know, now it's just learning this side of the game more. I'm being more efficient. It's a different game. It is. I find it harder, too. Yeah. It's like trying to figure out what to pass on and not to pass on. You know, girls react so much differently to contact. What yeah. is a foul in a girls' game might not necessarily be a foul in a, in a men's game. So right. that transition back and forth from girls to, to boys right. can, be, can be difficult. And I understand, like, how New York does it. It's like, okay, it's either one or the other. I like that better because now you can just focus in on one. What, one type of mechanics? That and also just, like, the, the style of play. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I do like the girls' mechanics more. I know, me too, because they, they resemble NBA more. Exactly, exactly. I like that. And I know in, like, college, men's, they, they sometimes, you know, if you're big time, you can get away with, like, the chop, like, fish chop. But they say to start out, you should, you know, do the regular. There really, no, there really is no specific chop in the book. It's literally just the dropping of the hands. <laughs> 
Like dead hand, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's bad. It doesn't it's say like emphasize it at the bottom. You literally just drop your hand. But right. we want to add a little bit of... Some flair to it. I mean, with, without showing too much sauce, we got to right, show right, a little right. pop. It's got to be yeah, a little sharp. Yeah, you can't be a robot. How are you? How are you chopping when the pot? When I do, like I what I used to do is I used to fist. I, I used to love. What that. made you stop? They were saying uh, since you haven't been in the college level yet, you should do the, the regular. But even in college, it's the you same see, thing. Yeah, it's, it's, the it's the same thing. So well, I've been doing it like just like pointing or you know emphasizing the chop at the end. But I would much rather fist. Yeah, I, I would say do the fist chop. That's local high school talk. It's just local high school talk. You do the fist in college? No. You no. still do that? I did this one for a while. Two finger chop. Two finger. And I'm just like, screw yeah. it. This yeah. looks better. It does look we gotta, we gotta do things. You know, you gotta say fundamentally sound and do, use approved mechanics. Right. But at the end of the day, it's about court presence and believability, which builds trust between the coaches and players. Right. If you're coming out here looking like a referee from the 1970s, who's gonna respect your call? <laughs> It's like yeah. Bob Cousy had really nice layups in the 50s. Yeah. If they do them now, it's not yeah. that nice anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I see some of the old Christian mechanics how they used to go. And I'm just like, wow, have things changed. I know. Yeah. What about the old school um, emphatic scorets from like the 50s? Yeah, yeah. I've seen I saw one where they do the call the call. Like this, something like that. I was like, what the fuck? Straight disrespectful, <laughs> right? Yeah. And he's like hovering over the player too. Yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't even a point. It was a. It was like a you point. You yeah, yeah. son of a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably said that son of a gun too. That was. Yo, it's going great. I'm very blessed. I'm very blessed to be uh, working games and have you know a lot of cancellations this year. I was supposed to. I was supposed to work yesterday, but it got snowed out, and it got game got changed to today, but. I chose to come here. Okay, cool. Uh, you got to sign up with me on Patreon in my mentor community. Yeah? Yeah. Um, do you know anything about what I, what I started in September? Not necessarily. So let me tell you about it. So I started a private mentor community that is basically on two apps. Are you familiar with Patreon and Discord? Yeah, kind of. A Patreon, uh, <coughs> So Patreon is a content app, and what's cool about Patreon is it allows all media files. So it's a one-stop shop for all of my content. I could put podcasts up there. I could put um, articles. I could put videos. I could put pictures. So really, my mentor community starts with this content library that I built on Patreon. There's about 55 exclusive podcasts, and all of my podcasts moving forward is all going to be on Patreon. There'll be some private episodes, but a lot of them won't be full length. Um, and there's about a 200 exclusive posts on Patreon. Once you sign up with me on Patreon, and there's a few different options, you get access to the Discord community. In the Discord, we have over 102 referees, and the cool thing about um, what we're doing is we're building a referee team. My most important criteria about people that I want to bring in is only bringing in high-character people that are good people, that are positive, that want to learn, but also want to help each other grow. So with that, culture creates fast learning. You know, there's no egos. There's no, you got that call wrong. It's like we're trying to provide valuable feedback. So in Discord, we have over 30 different channels that are basically segments all of the different categories of refing. NFHS rules for just high school refs. NCAA women's 
rules, NCAA men's rules, pro rules. So if you like inspire to do pro one day, we have that covered. There's um, referees in there from outside the country, You're, uh, Ireland, Colombia, Canada. So we have a FIBA chat, just so they don't have to look at like American rules and be confused. There's a play sharing channel. So like if you have film and, you, and I encourage you to watch your film, you can clip a play and post it and basically get immediate feedback from people in our community. Discord also has voice channels, so we meet um, for voice calls. And my mentor group meets anywhere from two to four times a week, usually around three times a week. We do like one organized Zoom session. Um, and it's like reoccurring sessions, whether it's rapid responses, uh, signal school, play sharing night, or I'll bring in a special guest. Like next month, we're <clears throat> gonna bring in Al Batista. I got Mark Wonderlick coming in uh, April. Uh, we just had Bill Spooner on, who's a former 33-year NBA official. So it's just a cool way for me to bring in a guest and do a podcast, but also make it interactive and allow the, like my mentor group to come in and ask questions as well. There's a lot going on in that. Um, I don't want my first interaction with you to be transactional. I'm, I'm here to help you. But I'll pass along that info, and if you want to hop on a call, and I can kind of tell you a little bit more about it. But honestly, I wanted to create a year-round camp for cheaper than the price of a camp. Because most camps you go to are just two days, three days, and then, yeah. So, if I'm creating something that's way less, I think for the year my mentor group is 279. So 279 for an in 365 days of interactions. There's people every day send, sharing plays, talking about rules. So there's a lot, lot involved. So if you're looking to move up, if you're looking to be around a great team of refs, So if you take my number. Oh, okay. Eight four five seven four two zero eight three four. What's your connection with the Gauchos? Um, just through John Colson. Yeah, I don't know. Take care, bro. Next, yes, sir. What's on your mind, Mike? Did you add a new letter? D? I've never heard of D. No. No, I know. No. I thought it ended at C. When did they add another, another letter? I, I know. I just figured that becomes the new A. And then your A, B, and <laughs> Who told, where did you hear D before? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me a strong point. Are you going with the offhand? You doing an off offhand point too? I know a bit. 
I know, I've been using the offhand. It like adds adds support. I don't want the shoulder to pop out. But unnecessary. It's just one of it's like a preference. Do you do this too with the foul? The fist the fist to the armpit? I, I never adapted that into my game. I think I tried a few times. Just it's just like a pro look. I don't know. I feel like it's been passed down from the NBA. Zach Zarba. I feel like Zach kind of invented that. I could be wrong, but Zach's a good guy to watch. Unnecessary 10-second count, especially when you know it's only going to take two seconds to get over. What's up, man? Step in between all shooters, all players. Yeah, all matchups, for that matter. We don't get paid stacks to get stacked. I guess it just depends where the defender is and if he's setting up for a block charge play, I might want to take a step to maybe see the space in between the two players to avoid the stack. Um, but yeah, maybe when players are coming at you, we kind of got to adjust so we don't get straight lined. The wider, the wider you are, the slower the play comes to you. I find myself on jump shots taking a step uh, wider uh, for rebounding coverage. I don't feel like this is a good position to referee jump shot rebounds. Because usually jump shot rebounds, we're getting, it's going to be a longer rebound. So I want to close down that distance. And rebounding is really that feel for where the ball is going. Once it hits the rim, that's kind of dictating where our position adjustment is going to go for the, you know, for the coverage on the rebound. Too far ahead of the play. Well, let's go. Talk, let's go talk to him. 
stopping. You had a good end one call down here on a block, right? I don't think he, I don't remember if he made it. You said one shot. Oh, you said one shot. Gotcha. I finished. Gotcha. Because I was going to say you didn't score it, but that makes perfect sense. He has the G League rule for one shot. Mike was just saying, um, in trail, we want to mirror, uh, excuse me, we want to be in line with the ball or like one step behind. Like either or, you, you pick. Definitely don't want to be five steps ahead. So just try to stay either in line or one step ahead in trail position. Yeah, like when they're, when, when they were just walking the ball yeah. up there. I, I understand you're a couple steps ahead, you're waiting for the play, but in, in a normal setting, just, just in line with the ball. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I, I like I like variety. So there's no no. Like there'll be times where I'll just score with the strong hand. We'll, we'll get back to that. You got a really smooth run. I like your run. It's very smooth. Yeah, you were you were a you were a college runner. I can tell. You said for a week. Then you quit. <laughs> there you go. He was asking about what's the correct way to score it. Should you score it with the same hand? And my answer to him was, I, I like variety. You know, there's really no right answer. Sometimes I'll go right to left. Sometimes I'll go right to right. Just depends on like the formation of the players. Depends on who's in front of me, where I'm, where I'm making the call. I never have it planned. It always just hits me spontaneously when, when I blow the whistle. I look at it like, um, like, when I used to play, like, I had, like, three moves that I knew I could do, you know? Like, that's all I got. I got three of them, you know? And it's the same thing like this. If I have an out-of-bound, there's three ways that I'm going to do it. And whatever way it comes out is going to be fine, but I'm comfortable doing it that way. So, and that comes with just, like, the mirror work. You got to gotta work on your mechanics. That's how we tell our story. That's right. You know? We're We're narrators for the game. Pushing the button. This strong. Strong. Score it. Everything is strong. Two, two, two. Score the goal. Score the goal. This is White, 24. Hits him. One shot. Yeah, well, it's not, not sure. I remember when I used to come to. Score the goal. Please, <laughs> please score the goal. It's like, no, score that. Talk to them about. Uh, Stepping in between matchups. Oh, and he's doing the FIBA. He's doing the FIBA stopping the clock. Two hands. I don't like it. No, one hand. Some of those FIBA signals are funny. Oh, man. This is like 
on the free throw, they, they do this. Like, that's, I think this is like two shots. And then for the next one, they're here. And then they're uh, three point makes. Alien fingers. E.T. I cannot do that. So we're going to another three point shot. Three point make. Successful three point make. He did it. But now he looked away from all the, all the players. You know what I mean? Let's, let's just see if we can tell him to keep the eyes on the players. Always want eyes on the players. Don't turn your back on the man with the gun. That's like rule number one as an official. Always keep your eyes on the players. Yeah. Take a step back out. I'm a back step. I'm a back step. Yeah. Top step. Sometimes we get crossed up on those out-of-bounds plays where you stop it with the wrong hand and then you're like... Try to try to avoid going left to right. So what I do is I'll just turn the hips, but I'll still look at the play. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Clean? Legal? Legal? Leave it alone? No blinking. No blinking. Your numbers are blinking. Sorry, bro. I gotta, we got to do some. Tell the camera what the hell we're doing here, why you brought me in. So, I run a, we run a men's league here. Um, always want to try to improve the professionalism, the, the value that we give the players. And a big component of that is obviously the referees. So, obviously, you're one of the best around in evaluating refs. I think if the refs can step up their game another notch and you're responsible for that, then I think this league steps up a notch, which would be, you know, really important to me. So that's kind of why we brought you in. Really appreciate the time you're coming in. I, I've seen you working with them already. I think it's going to be minor things go a long way. Mm -hmm. And we really respect that. And I think the guys are going to respect that. Seems like you got a good good group of guys that are acting as sponges that just want to want to learn. And what you show them is going to not only make them better here, but for their careers, right? They're, they're all trying to be refs at whatever level they can. Uh, if you can show them one, one or two things. But like you said, they're receptive. Mm -hmm. And that's the most important. I'm sure you get a lot of guys that you know, don't want don't to hear it. get sensitive. I don't speak to those guys. Like, I don't, no, I, I don't say it in a disrespectful way. If I'm working with them, then I'm going to be a great partner to them. Yeah. But that's one kind of sense that I get, my intuition, if I know that they're not interested in learning, I'm not even going to give them that because it's just counterproductive. They don't want to hear it. Well, it's like coaching kids, right? Kids not receptive to what you're telling them. Yeah. Pointless. 
Appreciate how you having guys, us. How are these guys doing so far? We're doing great. This guy's got a great run. He's a former college uh, college runner. Looks very clean. Uh, I'm sorry. What are their names again? John. John and Ken. Here, let's let's step out and uh, like trail for a second. So just just a couple times in trail, like really anytime um, in any position, we want to step in between the matchups, right? We don't want to get stacked behind players. So especially on jump shots, if Mike is pulling up, I want to show that late adjustment if I'm out of position there. A little bit of urgency um, with that late adjustment to see the point of contact, right? So as he's pulling up, I'm almost freeze framing it right here. I want to watch to be able to see if the defender is going to hit an elbow, and I can't see that if I'm behind if I'm behind him. And it's harder, it's harder to referee, referee plays to the basket because there's just going to be some contact that happens. A little different on jump shots. On jump shots, you can't touch my arm. You can't bump me on a jump shot. You have to let me land. So there's a lot less tolerance with contact on a jump shot. So we just got to make sure we step in between to see the point of contact. Um, what else? Just your point. Just want to see it a little bit. Just try to make it a little sharper. Yeah, just out and out of bounds. Just a little, just finish it. I think you're kind of almost going halfway out. Extend the elbow all the way. Not so it's robotic and perfectly straight. There can still be a little bit of bend, but just kind of that outward pop at the end just adds to your court presence. You know? You got any questions? Oh, we were talking about um, the right way to score a goal. Should you do it all one arm? Should you vary it? And I like variety. You got to do what works for you, but. Um, I change it up depending on where I am, depending on the formation of the players. I do both. So I go right to right, I'll go right to left. Just to show a little bit of variety, you know? I, I like. Know, I, and I think a lot of guys do that. I just didn't know if there was like a correct, correct, like, you know. No, no, there's not. They don't tell you anything in the, in the mechanics manual. Like, it should be all strong arm, strong hand, same hand, so to speak. Um, now, a little bit different when we're pointing, I was telling, uh, the ref from last game, he was stopping the clock and then pointing at the same time. That we only have to have one hand, and it should be the same hand. So if I'm stopping it with my right hand, I gotta point with my right. I'm not gonna go right to left. Yeah, I'm not out of bounds. Um, oh. Sometimes when you pivot, the other hand, but it should stay the same hand. It should stay the same hand. When you pivot, that's okay. You're gonna square your shoulders to the new direction. Just stay with the right. So, and to combat that, like I said, you just got to turn the hips and shoulders so you're pointing you're squared to the new direction. Um, you're scored at the table. You, you went like this. All we need is one flush. Whether you're doing two fingers, but just like flush it and, and sustain it. Meaning you're not just dropping it and coming back. You're not pointing the button. Score it. Score the goal. White, 24, hit, one shot. Each signal should have their own cadence to it. Should almost be one to two seconds for each signal. So it's just not, you're not rushing at the table. Score it, 24, hit. Sometimes I roll through it to, to just get 
Understood. Yeah, no, no, and that's shouldn't do that. Yeah. Listen, we've all been there. Yeah, yeah. We've all been there. Just trying to give you tips that you no, can apply, that, like you know, during your regular yeah, season. For, for presence too, not just for And it's presence fun. leads to believability, yeah, which exactly, leads exactly. to trust, exactly. which leads to more respect mm-hmm. and less management. You know, players kind of get a sense of that. That's why it's always good to pre- um, present professional signals and mm-hmm. just have that that sharp look. You know. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Yo. Got a player you want to... What's up, man? How you doing? What's your name? Ryan. Ryan. How you doing, Ryan? I'm good. What How do you got? Good? I'm doing really well. I, I don't have much. We won. We won? We won a 24-2 run. Uh, I noticed that's for Kobe and Gianna. <laughs> respect. Like respect. Two days ago. Two days ago. But, got any referee questions? Any, any rule questions? questions? Um, any interpretations of plays that you're like, why is why do they call it like that? I don't think I do. We're up enough that it doesn't really matter. If it was a close game, I'm sure I would. Okay. I've yelled at refs a few times. Oh, I gotta day, go. So. I gotta go. <laughs> I, we don't like the refs. They have to call it our way. Then they're good. Then they're right. good. <laughs> what can we do about you not yelling at refs anymore? How can we improve your communication to make it a little bit more respectful when something doesn't go your way? I mean, I feel like in the heat of the moment, Sometimes it might come off harsh, but I feel like if the refs are chill and like the heat of the moment for one second, they let it slide and then you can communicate after the play and sort of come to an understanding. But at the end of the day, like in sports, you know you're going to get bad calls as long as they're calling it fair, as long as they're willing to communicate with you after a bad call. If as a player, you're going to be happy and be fine with it. Yeah, I mean, it's a competitive environment, so there's emotions involved and there's reactions involved, and we have to allow up to a certain point. Yeah, we understand that there's going to be some reactions and frustration, but it's just a question of when does it cross the line to disrespect and showing up the official. Yeah. So if you can kind of keep your reactions short and quick and move on quickly, it's when players don't move on. And that initial question or reaction turns into like a debate where it's a back and forth, back and forth. You ask me um, a rule question, or if you ask me for an interpretation about a play, I'm going to give you an explanation. But if there's a back and forth after that, that's where we have to like give warnings and give technical fouls. So. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's all fair. I feel like uh, I, I might be mad for a second personally, and then I move on and got to have like a memory like a goldfish, and then it's good. Yeah. But I, I enjoy the refs here. I did not know his name, but he's the man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had him last game. And uh, we had some back and forth. It was very friendly. He told me some uh, whatever I did wrong. I remember I hit a ball out of bounds or something. I told him that uh, it was off them. But then I said I did foul him, but I was trying to get him to call him for us anyways. Even mm-hmm. though I knew it was off him, but I fouled him. So it was technically the right call. There you go. It was just some good banter. <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time to talk about uh, the player-official relationship. Because yeah. I'm honestly... In all seriousness, what I'm trying to do is bridge the communication gap between players, referees, coaches, referees, because we're like we're like far apart. Is there a big issue right now? I didn't know there's a big issue. Oh, there's, I mean, listen, is this a long-time uh, standing issue? Is 70% of new officials quit after three years due to abuse from coaches and fans. So there's a big disconnect with um, how we communicate with, with one another. And like I said, you know, some of it is understandable because it's a competitive environment. But I'm all, it's our job to uphold the respect of the game, you know? That's, that's making sure the players are safe, number one, making sure the game is fair, but also making sure that there's respectful communication going on. So.
That's yeah, it. Absolutely. I'm all for that. Nice. <laughs> nice meeting you, man. Yeah, nice meeting you. Take care. I Look hope at some good clips in there. Yeah, we got some good clips. Look at Eric. Eric worked a bunch of games today. He's sticking around to get some extra reps in. Watching the other referees and then sticking around to kind of see what me and Mike are doing. Thank you for staying. <laughs> Almost a push in the back there. Now, we call fouls when they lose the possession. Yeah, that's a, that's a concept called possession consequence, which, which I think we can apply to rebounding coverage. Like, if a, if a defender or rebounder cleanly gets the ball and doesn't get bumped off his spot, doesn't lose possession, doesn't get put at a disadvantage, we're going to let that, let that go. Unless it's like a cleanup foul, if you think that game, it was too much for that moment, like there was some previous possessions where maybe you let the, some things go and you think that's a cleanup foul, or if you just think it's a legal contact that we can't ignore. But rebounding plays we got to be patient on because a lot of times what I see is a ref will stop the play and that defender is already outletting the ball. And it's like, no, we can't stop that fast. That was a fast break opportunity. Better to come late than early. All right, I was, saying, I was saying I love your run, but I don't love it when you do the butt kick. That was a little butt kickish. Just stay with your natural running form. And also, like, no need to really show the 10-second count, the backcourt count, if nobody's really in the backcourt. Once you work college games, we're gonna, we go off the shot clock. Because what's better at counting, um, a, a computer or a human? They beat us. Yeah. Yeah, you, you really don't need to go too much further than the free throw line in a two-person game and trail. Like we're never gonna work it this far down here like you would in the center position. Mike, how far should you go down in trail? So two-person Yeah, two-person. Like yeah. Mm -hmm. from here I can go, I can see this. All in one little Doc, let me get Doc. Let me get Doc over here. Doc is Doc is filming a documentary. You seen his brother? Is he? He's a twin. Oh, no, no, no. I saw him on uh... yeah, he's, got, he's got the chop. He's going wherever he wants. His dad is a big-time boxing official. Works, fight, fights at the garden. He's got the pedigree. Great family. I met his... He probably got hands. He probably got hands. <laughs> 
If you're a boxing ref, you probably used to be a boxer. You're not the one to mess with. All right, good call. Yeah. Men's league. Yeah. Men's league has a jewelry exception. Yeah, you can just hang around here. Capture like some of the content so you can hear some audio too. Because you haven't heard any real audio, right? Right, right, right. We need to get there's only I wanted you to capture all this and outside, but we still need me and him to contribute. So yeah. How much battery, how much uh, memory you got? Uh, I could probably last the, the rest of the game. Cool. I know, I suck at names. Who? John? John and who? Mike? Kenny? John and Kenny. Kenny! Come on, Kenny! Feeder in cement. So stop it with the right there. Stop the clock because you just pointed the direction. You just slow down, stop the clock first, then point. I don't think so. Or it was like a rapid one. Yeah. Yeah, just just try to slow down. You know, I talk about signals a lot and making sure we're, we're, we're slowing down with our signals because I feel like it trickles down into so many other areas of the game. If you're fast with some of your signals and like pointing the direction or you're forgetting to stop the clock, that's gonna trickle, you know, be connected to your play calling and that's gonna contribute to probably a quick whistle, which we don't like quick whistles. Gotta let the play start, develop, finish, then decide. Start, develop, finish then decide. People forget that last step. They're just like, start, develop, finish. I know, that's, that's one, two, three, but step four is actually your decision making. Feel free to ask questions too, for content purposes. You got any plays from your game today? and it's in a more demeaning manner. Now you're running back, you're doing it to your teammates. Like, I got this guy, I got this guy. That's something I'm still gonna address though. Yeah, you to. I'm not gonna address it with a technical foul like I would on the spot, but I'm gonna go up to him and say, hey, you're too talented to be celebrating like that. It's unsportsmanlike conduct, just put the ball in the hole and get back on defense. And I always like to tell them that compliment leading up to it. You're too talented to be doing this. Because I'm entering the conversation this is a management conversation, but I'm entering it with a compliment. So that's gonna make him more receptive to my feedback. Hey, you're too talented to be doing that. This is unsportsmanlike conduct, so please don't do that again. What about how do y'all handle really like coaches 
yelling cross court on the floor, and let's say like it's like in play within like live ball play. How do you like to? So what I talk about in the pregame is, um, you know, we're not going to let coaches shout from across the court. The table side official needs to handle that right away. So if I'm your partner, he's shouting at you from across the court, and I'm close to, to, to maybe manage that, I'm going to try to de-escalate that. Um, what we have to do as referees is we have to draw the clear line and dictate the terms of the dialogue. What that means is it's up to us to let the coach know what the proper way to communicate is. If we don't, if we don't um, establish that, they're going to establish their own, and then we're going to be behind the game. So, for instance, if I see a coach that he's shouting a few times on the court, I'm not going to go up to him the first time unless it's egregious, but I'm going to catalog it in my bank. So this way, if he does it one, two, three times, I'll go up to him at the next time out. This is my line, and I think you should take it. Coach, I'm very approachable if you have a question, but please don't shout at us from across the court. That's not going to be tolerated today. Do you have a specific play you want to talk about? And usually they don't have a specific play they want to talk about. Um, but if we, like, listen, if what we permit, we, we promote. Have you heard that before? It's so true, but referees don't uphold that all the time. And then things happen in their game that are out of our hands because we allowed it to happen. So if you're going to let him, to sh if you're going to allow him to shout across court, he's going to do it. So you got to go up to him. You got to find the right time to do it. Maybe he had a dead ball, but the best time to go up to a coach is following a timeout. Once they've broken the huddle. Once they've broken the huddle, if you go in before the timeout, the coach is not going to be receptive to your feedback. Plus, he called the timeout to talk to his players. You're kind of cutting, you're getting in, in the way of that. So he's given everything he can coaching his team in those 30, 60, 75 seconds, however long the timeout is. Once the players say break, there's almost like that big exhale. The coach is done talking. So if you creep up on him there and, and speak to him and address something with him, usually they're going to be much better listeners in that moment. They're not probably not even going to speak because they just exerted energy talking to their team. So that's where you go up to them and, and talk to them. Hey, coach, like I said, I'm very approachable if you have a question. We're not going to tolerate you shouting at us from across the court. You got a specific play you want to talk about? No, I just think my guys are getting hit and, you know, I, I thought we got hit on one end. Okay, coach, I'll watch for it. I'll watch for it. I hear you. See, there's two kinds of language. There's two kinds of approaches with coaches. There's a defensive approach and an offensive approach. Defense is where we're more or less just listening to them. I hear you, coach. I'll watch for it. You could be right. Talk to me. What did you see? All of these are examples of, of defense. And we have to play defense a lot of the times. But we also have to know when to play offense. And what I just demonstrated um, about the timeout, that's me going to play offense. I had to address something that was happening. You were shouting from across the court. Now I have to go play offense. That means I'm not coming up to listen to you vent. I'm coming up to tell you how we're going to communicate with each other. Does that make sense? Cool. Bars? <laughs> that was a good clip. Clip it, Mon. The play up top. So I scored it and probably should enough. I love that you're watching your film yeah, from a game that yeah. happened today. Yeah. So I had him on the backboard when the ball was mm. on the rim. Now, for our rules, it should have been a tech, not a score, but I think it's just play on. 
I don't think that should have been a tech. No, because well, that's, 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 that's a, our that's our rule. What's the rule? Uh, it's an NFHS rule. Yes. Yeah, he has to do it on purpose, or right. He's allowed to slap the back back backboard right. if it's a. So that was what someone sent me when I was asking them about it. Uh, but I guess the tech would be if it's intentional. But if it's not intentional. Yeah, right so intentional or, meaning he had no play on it. He just went up and slapped thought, the backboard. I thought his intent was to block it, but I thought he was late with no play. I think I think that play you can probably leave alone because yeah. I think he's making a legit even, shot even attempt. Even though he's late and his attempt isn't like... Yeah, be, yeah, no yeah. I mean, he's not that late. It, It's not like it happens three seconds after. Right. He had a chance to block live, it. He missed it, looks, it. Live, it looks like play on, and then when I froze it, and the, his hand's on the board and the ball's on the rim, I'm like, but I probably should just leave that alone. Yeah, I think so. Can I see your phone again? Yeah. Thanks. What do you got, Mike? He's allowed to slap the glass there because it was a legit. Now, as far as basket interference. Yeah. So you can get it off the glass anyway. No, I mean, uh, like if the ball's on the rim, he's still allowed to hit the backboard. If, if you think he intentionally slapped it and it had an effect on the play, then we're going to score. Good. Good. That's going like right off. That's good. Yeah, that's not Yeah, that was good. Sure. Let me just throw this out. Kickball rule. It has. It's very simple. It has to be intentional. I can unintentionally play soccer up and down the court if I'm unintentionally kicking the ball. So the myth is, if it hits any part of your leg below the hip, it's kickball. No. So the ball. I can pass the ball off your leg, and you don't move. I didn't kick it. I didn't kick it. That's got to be the most like untaught rule there is. Like I said, you see that call. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess we incorrectly call that sometimes. Um, but listen, like, like I said, it's, I think it's a very simple rule. If I'm not intentionally trying to play defense, like I'm a soccer goalie, like I'm a soccer goalie, then it's nothing. Is, uh, is it different from high school, college? No, again? no. And even if I'm like sliding my feet on defense, and you throw it off my foot, and it looks like my foot is moving, I'm not kicking the ball. I'm just sliding. I have to lift my leg. I have to lift your leg, and that's. That's a judgment call for officials. Right. And we have to ask ourselves, did he intentionally kick the ball? And you see that most commonly when a player, like I said, is trying to stop it with his foot, which I think is a good defensive play. I think players should try to kick the ball more often because you're, 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 yeah, you're getting in a passing lane. You're stopping a pass. That's great. What else? No, what, you, you what hear- else is the most, would you say, the most like misused or miscalled that you see? Miss miscalled play yeah. I mean the hardest play I think is out of bounds plays from lead because it happens so quick I know I've, I've, I've had a lot of out of bounds in lead this year where I'm like eh, I wish I had a monitor to go look at that one what, what about you from from your days coaching what were some calls that were maybe confusing to you or I, I think always the block charge call is going to be so hard to, to make an accurate call and, and just 
I coach right now. We have seven travel teams, so we get we get so many games a weekend, right? And the inconsistency from the refs in a game is is the most frustrating thing. So we have one guy calling it a different way, and the other guy calling it completely different. So the so rule. Let's talk about the block charge play. The rules change a little bit based on if it's a dribble versus an airborne shooter. So if it's a dribble. I need to establish a legal guarding position by placing two feet on the ground and facing you. Once I do that, that allows me to move to the side, move obliquely, diagonally backwards, or I can just move backwards. I can't move forward. So you, you back to your question, what's like uh, the most common? A lot of times you see us, you know, we'll call a charge, and the, and the coach will be like, but he's still moving. You can't move. That's a big misconception. So if I'm driving and you're sliding your feet, you don't get square to me. Did I, you don't get square to me. I don't, there's no such thing as square. Did I establish a lead guarding position by facing you with two feet on the ground? So if you're, if you're sideways, you, that's not a legal guarding position. If I'm not squared to you, so I wouldn't... Play, play D here. I drive it. You drop that left foot. And we're here, right? I'm good. And I'm into you, and you fall. And you create a legal contact. That's a charge. So that's, in my opinion, a lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people don't understand it. Uh, a, a, a lot of, a lot of coaches... and sliding. Well, I know, and, that, and that's why, like, words like, he's moving, or he's not set, they're not applicable terms. You have to... What we want to hear is, is he in a legal guarding position? Did he maintain his legal guarding position? You know? Um, Here's another one. The, the insecure or the quick technical call on a coach. In my opinion, is, is very frustrating. Well, what did the coach do to get the technical foul? So Let's backtrack. Rewind. You know that ref makes a bad call. He knows it. You say something that really shouldn't get a T. Like what? Like, uh, I don't know. Come on, you're better than that. Okay. And he knows he didn't make a good call. And it's a quick T off of that. Yeah, I mean, that's listen. A, that, that, that's like, you know you're not a good ref when you can't take a little bit. Well, you got to be able to take a, a little warning. bit. warning. There's got to be a warning, maybe a delay of game. Listen, when we miss calls, we generally give a little bit more leeway to, to coaches and players, knowing that we made that mistake. But we still have to uphold the respect of the game. And just because I made a mistake doesn't allow you to shout or be disrespectful. Um, so, like, as, as far as, though, a coach... You know, there's really so much you can do that is that is like professional communication. For instance, like you got to separate questioning a call versus asking a question because there's a big difference. Are you questioning my call or are you asking a question to fact find information to make your team better? Most of the times they're just questioning a call to share their opinion and vent. So I got blasted with uh, uh, the sit rule. I got the tee. Oh, I said what I said. He gives me the tee. He's like, you got to sit for the rest of the game. Do you guys have that in New York? We don't. So I didn't even really, I've never had that happen to me. I, you know, it's not like I've been coaching for 30 years, but he goes, you got to sit. So I'm like, what are you talking about? So he makes me sit the whole game. I get up for a, a timeout to coach my team. And he says, no, you got to sit. I think you can stand during timeouts. Yeah. I think you can stand during timeouts. Yeah, you can stand the to request. Sensitive, sensitive stuff is annoying. Um, in this particular league, what we get a lot of is when guys don't guys don't understand the difference between like you know, sometimes a ref will make a bad call and understand it's a bad call. But 
that doesn't give them the right to like abuse. Correct. And that's like your video you posted the other day. A lot of refs get out of this game because they get abused so much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, but that's, in my opinion, the worst when our guys are considered appropriate. What would you What would you say for an in-house rule would be the best, like advantageous for me to put in to prevent guys from yelling at refs and embarrassing them? A fine? A fine for a men's team. league. I think you could fine. A fine per team. Not a bad idea. I've, I've heard a little, heard some leagues that are like that. It looks like none of your guys are arguing today, though. Come on, I'm looking for a little juice. <laughs> I'll get you the juice if you want it. <laughs> from who? The one key was, this, this kid is fantastic. I just had a mic up, number seven uh -huh. in red, mm -hmm. right here. He's awesome. Good player? Or just an awesome person? Just, no, like, awesome for being mic'd up. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good idea that you guys uh, mic'd up, started micing up your players. I got, a, I got the device from you, man. And I got the device from him. <laughs> Although I have a different one, but I, I think it's the same thing. So he's taking, what's he doing? He's doing picks? He's just shooting a dock. He's going to shoot a dock to do some so edits. What, what are, can, I'm going to be able to, you're gonna, are you going to post it and tag me? You know yeah, yeah, I'm going to take some time all doing it. Go on a Google Drive folder. Oh, that'd be great. The, uh, yeah, you can have, we'll them have all. all the originals. Oh, great. Make out want, we're gonna we're gonna split this anyway, right? Yeah, whatever you want to do, man. Um, yeah, I do. What did you put? Yo, are you like, back in my phone? Uh, no, I'm not. Um, what was that? Look at this. Is that your? Is that your? Is that like you? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's your all your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Don't what, you have what? something like that? Bro, he just. Yeah. I just. Uh, I the just, car thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's yeah. telling me about that. What is that called? It's called the dot, the dot car. car. Yeah. You see that in the it should club be with girls. Yes, yes, that's yeah, what my boy said. Yo, my boy said. Yeah, this should be called the dot car. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Because I've been doing ham on these things. We got, we got, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta get the dot car. Yeah. As soon as I created a website, I said I gotta get one. So the Crown Refs IPR is uh, so the Crown Refs IPR stands for Individual Performance Report. It's our film review service. So basically, an official sends me their game link, and I do a comprehensive seven-part breakdown that comes in the form of an email. Uh, I've worked with uh, over 52 officials from around the country, and basically, we break your game down into seven parts: an overview, which is a general summary of the game. Then we highlight your areas of strength. Uh, then we highlight your areas of growth and improvement, and that comes in bulleted paragraphs. The meat and potatoes of the report is a game notes section. Uh, that's where we timestamp notable plays from the game and add our you know, instructional feedback and comments, and just trying to give officials a different perspective to uh, allow them to look at the game under a new lens. I'm not sitting here trying to tell the official, oh, you got this play wrong, you missed this travel. We're just trying to inspire kind of new thoughts and a different way of looking at the game. We also, another category is next steps. So there's a lot of information in this report and the next step section kind of gives you um, next steps on how to apply all of the information. Another cool part of the report is the video breakdown. That's where I record myself and do a um, personalized mechanics video. So I'll basically, you know, perform some of my signals. You can take what you like, disregard what you don't. 
I'll also mimic some of the things that I saw out of you. Um, and then after you have, um, after you have went through that report, you're gonna watch your game again with the game notes as an overlay. That's kind of like the next step of the report. You're gonna watch your game again while you're looking at all my comments. So you'll go to 1347, see what I wrote, go watch that play. 1522, see what I wrote, go watch that play. After you've kind of digested that part of the report, then we'll meet for a follow-up on Zoom where we uh, watch the game together, we screen share, and we break down your plays kind of in real time. So that is the Crown Refs IPR. Serve the game. Is that good? <laughs> what else do I got? What is the Crown Refs community? How does this Great. Oh, we're stacked. We got. I don't think. Yeah, you have to get clear space. I think it is. Watch, he doesn't let him land. God. Close. It was close. It's tough from this angle. We kind of have to see the angle if the you ref was down here. Guys. You don't have a better angle? Well, we didn't look at them yet. We'll check it out. We're looking at yours first. You're the, you're the main camera. I would love to get all three angles. You think we got that? We might. We might have those. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you're looking at one of the best referee shooters in America, Mike Evans. He is a walking bucket. Look at the spin on that. Smooth set shot, great form, great mechanics. You know he can ref based on the way he shoots. Look at him. I got the hat on. I do. So I'm, I'm about to close out, and he's about to fade to the right mm -hmm. here. He's, he's, fading, he's jumping to the right, like I barely graze him. You know, I like it. I think you should submit it to the league office. <laughs> and we'll take a look at it for sure. Uh, take a look at it. That's all I can promise you. I don't even know. I have no idea. It's good, man. This was great, man. Thanks a lot. I think this is the beginning of a partnership. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I would even love to come ref mic'd up one time, too. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I'll do that for sure. Um, let me know about uh, what your, you know, fuck finances. Okay. Send me your Venmo. I'll send you. I'll send you something. I want to pay for half of it. Sure. All right. Thank you. Sure. And then give you something for your travel. And all that. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Just text me about that. Okay. We'll, we'll stay. We'll keep talking. For sure. This is you good. Guy in it? Football? No, that was awesome. Really yeah, appreciate it. Was good value, right? Yeah, I, I'm trying to take. I got them in one ear, the ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the other. I know. No, it was great. I, my unprofessional opinion with him, I think 
probably noticed, right? Like, yeah. you make a good call. Yeah. But because you, your body language is all that it is, kind of jittery, it takes away from the value of the call. I, I don't know if that... No, I mean, like I, was tell, I was telling him, like, watching myself on tape, I definitely feel a little, like, I'm, you know, I'm in a rush, kind of. So guys will watch you, yeah. and you're like, he seems like he's unsure with his body language. Well, it's because when I first started to do this, who's the guy who did, uh, Brandon, the tall guy, he used to always say, like, oh, like, be quick, so, like, so, I guess I'm trying to overcorrect and be too quick, so, yeah. It's actually the opposite. It's actually slow, slow down. Yeah, and, and I, yeah. <laughs> no, that was good feedback. Um, everybody starts off too fast. When I was at my first camp, this is how I was moving in trail. I felt like I was doing aerobics. I was doing aerobics to try to get in between. You, it's unnecessary movement. And what worked for me was when I focused on super slow-mo. In order to slow down, I was trying to slow down and it wasn't working. So I said, let me try to go in super slow-mo. And that was just like a little tweak that actually slowed me down. So everything we do, whether it's play calling, whether it's reporting your signals, whether it's communicating with the coach, got to happen at your tempo. Slow down the pace. Because the longer we give a play time, the more information we can gather, and then the better decision we can make, too. Yeah, I mean, stuff like out of bounds, stuff like block charge, I'm in such a, you know, because I feel like no one in the gym wants to be on the edge of their seat waiting to find out what the call is. So, like, yeah, again, again, discard them. It's not about yeah. them. They'll get, they're going to get the call. It doesn't need to happen right upon contact. Okay. That's where we got to slow down, and we got to process that contact. We can't just call a foul immediately on contact. Sometimes, sometimes we do it. We do it right away. It's like a quick whistle. That was an obvious foul. But on those 50-50 gray area plays, we need that extra one second. So start, develop, finish, then decide. You know, just try to slow down your processing. Don't be in a rush. You don't have to let everybody know what the call is immediately when it happens. Don't worry about the fans. Don't worry about the players. Don't worry about the coaches. We're going at your pace, you know? Um, and I think a lot of refs kind of get in trouble because they're always trying to convince. They're always trying to, like, you're not obligated to let everybody know immediately what happened. We're going to find out whenever you report the foul to the table. Um, any other plays that you find in, like difficult? Any other parts of the game that you want to improve? Yeah, I mean, not so much tonight. I really feel like everyone was... You know, hitting the boards pretty cleanly, but I mean, this league it's helped me get better at rebounding action and not ball watching. You know, definitely, I, I used to you know be watching the actual shot go up instead of guys jostling underneath. I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Rebounding plays try to just take a step wide instead of like being stacked underneath the basket, especially on jump shots. On jump shots, usually there's a longer rebound, so that's where we gotta gotta step out a little bit wider. You know, rebounding is about just kind of having a feel for where the ball is gonna go. Yeah. You know, and um, looking at who the two jumpers are, making sure nobody's pulling or holding. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was talking to Mike because I feel like on a break, I'm in such a sprint to A position, then I get swung to the post and I go right to B. Mike's like, just stay, hey, you know, you got a better view of that one-on-one -on -one matchup on the mm -hmm. long, wide so, Yeah, that was great. I was telling the, yeah, telling the guys in the last game, in the lead, we're going to mirror the ball, right? So if I'm out here, the ball's out here, the lead should be right, straight lines. Right, as soon as I start to move in, the lead is following all the way to the B position. When the ball is opposite the basket line, we're always gonna be in the B position in a two-person game. You'll learn three-person. You know, you'll learn about rotations, but in order to be good at three-person rotations, you gotta be good at two-person, you know, coverage areas. And doing a good job, man. Uh, take my number, hit me up anytime. Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs Podcast. Serve the game.